Hi, and welcome to episode 83 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Rhode Island. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal. And I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five. I've got uh, three kids. They are five, seven, and nine. Mm-hmm. Our goal with this podcast, we want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. So here's how this works. Like every week, we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed from anywhere I can find a recipe on the internet. We have all these recipes, tips, the smorgasbord, and a shopping list that I make every week on our website at dinnersisters.com. You can also get them sent directly to your inbox by subscribing to our newsletter, which I send out every Monday. In any case, we've got some recipe this week. Yes. And Kate, before we start, I always say that I'm cooking for my three kids. Who are you cooking for just so that we, for new listeners? Oh, right. So for anyone new, I am cooking for myself and for my partner, James, um, who travels a little bit and sometimes our schedules are off. So sometimes I'm just cooking for myself. Yeah. I think that's just kind of an interesting thing because I cook for five people generally Mm -hmm. and you cook for like one to two and we're making the same recipes. So this is true. Unless we have our magical air fryer weekend, which was a couple episodes ago, if you're curious. And then then it's just together (laughs) with an air fryer. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's dive in. This week's recipes were beef and broccoli teriyaki by Happy Money Saver. You know what, Kate? We have we had to call an audible, so I'm having I'm going to talk yeah. about mm-hmm. some freezer meatloaf cupcakes, which we will get to. And I mean, I'm calling them Betsy's freezer meatloaf cupcakes, are. but we're working on it. I yeah, uh huh. I didn't read that little <laughs> gem there. Yeah, you did title them Betsy's freezer meatloaf cupcakes and freezer I think that meal. Sounds great. Yeah, freezer meal <laughs> spicy sweet potato stew from Pinch of Yum. All right, what do we have first? Our episode this week is thanks to the input from our listeners. So Gold Star listeners, Mm -hmm. they're all freezer meals. And I have to admit, I wasn't really clear when we first started talking about this exactly what a freezer meal was. Yeah. I I have a very small freezer, and so I'm not freezing a lot (laughs) for, like, the Mm -hmm. next day. And I don't have a lot of people to cook for. Um, So I – but once you get in this internet rabbit hole with these things – yeah. The whole world opens up, I'll tell you that much. So in a, in a nutshell, if you're like me, they're recipes that you can chop up, mix up, you put the whole thing in a freezer bag, and then you thaw and cook it like whenever you need a quick meal. Yeah, and Kate, I thought it was interesting when we were uh, preparing for this or some of the things we heard on the Facebook group was like, make sure you're freezing in the shape that you would like to then cook in. So if you're putting it in your instant pot, it can't be in a flat disc because that won't fit into your instant Mm -hmm. pot. It has to be kind of like, you know, in a round. Nope. It sure, it sure won't. Did you run into that? Did you not take Ruthie's (laughs) advice? I was like, I can't even. I was chopping at that thing (laughs) with a wooden spoon. Yeah. Things took a turn. Yeah. Well, um, and an, yeah. And another tip is to um, watch. Sometimes you can freeze if you're freezing a whole bunch of these like gallon Ziploc bags together. They mm-hmm. can stick and kind of rip apart the bags, and you won't oh be able gosh. to get them um, apart. That is, uh, someone else gave me that little tip when I said we were going to talk about freezer meals. So um, there's some method quite a few to things. This. Yeah. 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 Well, you know what we should do? We should gather those up and I will put them in a newsletter coming okay. out 
with this episode. So if you're listening, haven't subscribed to our newsletter, this is a great time to do it because we'll put it in there. Yeah, perfect. Okay, let's talk about the recipes. What do we have first? Right. So first up, we have Beef and Broccoli Teriyaki by Happy Money Saver. I saw this one as a way to make stir fry even easier. It had very few ingredients. So I thought it was a nice like entry level freezer meal. And, you know, honestly, sometimes you don't even want to chop a vegetable. But like, here's dinner time. <laughs> like, yeah. Get mm-hmm. something on the table. And so for this recipe, this one, I thought it was a nice, um, like super easy dinner. So to make it, you slice up a steak into thin, I would say like stir fry slices, right? And you toss it in some cornstarch. That goes in one freezer bag. And then separately, you mix together your sauce, which is a soy sauce, brown sugar, garlic, ginger, little sesame oil, sesame seeds, and hot pepper flakes. It's teriyaki sauce. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. And then that goes in another like little bag. And then you chop up a head or two of broccoli. Everything goes in one bag, and then when you're ready to cook, you just thaw it out either overnight in the fridge or um, in some water in the in the sink, and the steak gets stir-fried with the broccoli. The sauce goes in at the end. You know, I have to admit, it was super nice to almost have an instant stir-fry, because when I started this, I was like, I don't know, how much time will this really save me? And it kind of did. So how did this go for you? Yeah, I thought the same thing when I was prepping this, Kate. I was like, does this make sense? Like... How am I going to really appreciate this later? And I kind of did. I think it just takes that when you just feel really exhausted and you don't even want to take the broccoli out of the fridge and start chopping it up. Uh, You're going to start to cry if you've got to slice something. Yeah, Yeah, this makes a lot of sense. And I think you could even do like just the beef and broccoli and use your own little teriyaki sauce too if you don't even want to go that far like out of the pantry. Um, I thought this was good. I thought that cornstarch kind of gave it like Mm -hmm. made it extra sort of takeout flavored, um, Mm -hmm. which was nice. And we had leftovers on this and they were great. Yeah. And I don't remember, maybe it was just the kids and I eating the night I made it because we did have enough for like the next day. So it could have been just, um, sure. Not all five of us. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, we just really like this. And I actually started with the stir fry beef cut at the, from the grocery store. Oh, you did. Oh, even better idea. So this was like super fast. I just got that. Yeah. Just throw it in. Threw it in there with the cornstarch, chopped with the broccoli, and it was it was a very easy thing to make and to have. So, yeah. Yeah. I was the same. I love the leftovers. James mm-hmm. ate a huge bowl of this with some white rice that I cooked while I was stir-frying up. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't take a ton of time to put together to even to make the freezer meal. Like, I could see making a couple versions of this. Like, if you like a chicken teriyaki and the beef teriyaki, yeah. just make both, you know, at the same time, and you're and you're good to go. Um it was just a really nice weeknight meal, and I honestly think this is one that I might consider throwing in the freezer if I know I've got some travel or a couple, like, late nights coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, I I will say, use your big saute pan because it's a lot of broccoli. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I started in one pan, and I was like, oh, no, this is a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a bigger pan will let things brown, and that's really what you want the steak to do. Right. You don't want it to steam. You want a nice like browns on brownness on there. Is that a word? We'll call it a word. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, this is like a four out of five. I'd really recommend doing this. Yeah. I'm going to give it a four out of five, too. I mean, this isn't going to knock your socks off. This isn't going to be your mm. recipe discovery. It's, it's beef and broccoli, kids. Yeah. However, mm-hmm. I was surprised yeah. that I did 
appreciate having that broccoli cut out because I did not think, um, I don't know, it just didn't seem worth it. But then night of, yeah. it did. Sure did. So, yeah. All right, Kate, sometimes this happens. And we've talked about this before. Oh, where a recipe just doesn't work out for us. And mm-hmm. we want to, um, for multiple reasons, like we want to not drag people on the internet because that's just not our style. Yeah, that's a terrible thing to do. Mm-hmm. We also want to give you all recipes that you can actually use and have useful things as an outcome of this podcast. Right. I mean, for us, I don't think there's any good rehashing a recipe that just didn't work out for us or mm-hmm. wasn't to our taste. Um, we're not even going to get into the reasons why we decided not to do this. But and, you had a great idea for uh-huh. a recipe that you make a lot that you keep in the freezer. That's something that you've actually made recently, which yeah. I have christened Betsy's Freezer Meatloaf Cupcakes. Tell us how you make them. <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tell us. So what I do is make Ina Garden's meatloaf, which is on the Food Network. We will link to this, of course, in the show notes. So she just kind of starts by heating some olive oil in a medium pan. She's got onions, thyme, salt, and pepper, medium-low heat, 8 to 10 minutes until everything's translucent but not brown. You take it off, add some Worcestershire sauce, a little bit of chicken stock, and a little tomato paste. And that kind of makes your – you know, like your flavoring mix. Your flavoring mix. Yeah. So it's delicious. This is, I've made this meatloaf for years. This is my go to recipe. You combine that with your ground chuck, some breadcrumbs, some eggs. She says, don't get too rough with the meatloaf because it'll be dense. Mm. So gently mix it with That's a fork. Mm-hmm. And then you spread some ketchup on top of it and bake it off. So what I do, and actually I think, Kate, this is a mom hint. I think she mm. she might have, you know, got me started on this, uh, is that instead of making the meatloaf, you know, in the meatloaf pan or on the sheet cake or on the um, sheet pan, right. mm-hmm. I put them into my cupcake tin. So you get individual little 12 portions of meatloaf. Nice. Everyone gets a meatloaf cupcake, which is kind of fun. <laughs> and then um, I can freeze. So those freeze really well, right? Because they're just – they're already oh. portioned out. They're like little cupcakes. And you freeze the cooked ones. I freeze the cooked ones. Yeah. Okay. And then I just nice. – when I take them out again, I'll either take them out like the night before if I'm going to have that for a second meal. Or I can even put them, you know, just like in the microwave a little bit and defrost and then kind of – Feel it yeah. out, see how it's going. Um, so those leftovers and in, in the freezer, this makes a really nice kind of like individually portioned protein yeah. for your meal, right? I was thinking about this and I thought I love having things that are individual that mm-hmm. I can pull out. And if it's James and I, I'll pull out two or three. And if it's just yeah. me, I'll pull out one. Right. Um, and so for you, especially since, you know, your husband sometimes is is away and sometimes mm-hmm. is there or the kids might be at friend's house and things. Um, I can see it'd be really great. You're like, pull out one for lunch if you're working from home yeah. or pull out three if it's you and the girls, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so that's a really great idea. What would you rate your, your recipe, Betsy? Oh, I mean, this is like <laughs> a five out of five, Kate. <laughs> Great. Indisputable because you have not made it. So, um, yeah. And I'm going to go say, with that. Yeah. Mom also says, this is another hint that I really like this. She's always telling me to like put more veggies in the meatloaf. So she'll say like, just mm. grate up a carrot and put it in there too. Or, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So I will often kind of grate a carrot and put it into here, into these meatloafs. And well, that's a great um, idea. 
kind of doctor them up a little bit. It's a flexible recipe, but it kind of well, saves great. you a little bit from some of that processed food too, you know? Yeah, I think so that's I like a great it. idea. Yeah, yeah, rather than some, you know, frozen burritos, you can have some like homemade meatloaf, which is a great idea. And we will have all of Betsy's tips for this frozen freezer meatloaf cupcakes, mm-hmm. um, as well as the recipe in our show notes. Cool. All right. Let's move on to our last uh, recipe of the day. And it is freezer meal spicy sweet potato stew from an actual recipe developer. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, okay. True. Of all the recipes, Betsy, I think this was the most chopping by far, which wasn't actually that much. Mm -hmm. But it's a lot of sweet potato. So, but in the end, you get this chunky kind of smooth sweet potato soup made like rich by coconut milk and peanuts and peanut butter with a little spice for the jalapenos and hot sauce. I mean, delicious. This was, this was nice. This was uh-huh. nice. And so, uh-huh. so to prep for the freezer, what you do is you chop up several sweet potatoes, a couple of jalapenos, half an onion and some garlic, add those to the bag. And then you just dump in a can of coconut milk, a can of fire roasted tomatoes, curry powder, turmeric and salt. That's it. Into the freezer it goes. And for this recipe, I liked that you can either instant pot it, which you know I love the instant pot, for Mm -hmm, eight minutes mm -hmm. from frozen, or slow cook it for five to six hours on high. When it's done, you stir in your peanut butter, the chopped peanuts, and a couple handfuls of chopped kale. And you can thin it out with water if you need to. I I really like, spoiler alert, I really like this recipe. So Betsy, (laughs) how did you like it? I liked it too. And I left at the jalapenos, which... I kind of yeah. want to make it again, but with them in, because I think I would really like it. Like, I, I think that mm. this could be, um, I think I would like the spiciness in there, but I just thought, well, I'm not totally sure if anyone's going to eat this. I would with say with the, with the jalapenos, yeah, with the jalapenos is like a sustained heat, which I okay. think adults really enjoy, but kids would find off-putting. Yeah, yeah. So you I know. left them out and all of the if, – if you do that, then all of these are pretty, like, homey, mm-hmm. nice uh, flavors. I love a coconut milk-based yeah. soup, which, you know, we did the stew, Allison Roman stew we did. earlier. We've been using a lot of coconut milk this year, and I'm just loving that flavor in these recipes, mm-hmm. which is so fun. Um, I ended up getting, which I thought was kind of a nice trick for this uh, – chopped kale and they were in ribbons and it was oh. called the juicing kale cake. Really? <laughs> Never heard of that in my life. But okay. Well, it wasn't on huh. purpose that I did this. But then I got home and I was like juicing kale? What in the and, but Did I you get this from was, Aldi's? I don't think so. I think I was oh. at Publix. Um, okay. Yeah. And so anyways, when I when I opened it up, it was like very fine ribbons, almost like julienne kind of. Yeah. Which would have worked really well in the Caldo Verde soup, which we Ooh, um, yep. also another episode. We'll link to that sh- soup in the show notes. Uh, but I thought, wow, I mean, I could get just these really thin kale ribbons from this juicing kale. This could be my kale I put in soups, right? Yeah. What a great mm. what a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised even without juicing kale. I found right? <laughs> that, that, you know, without the fancy juicing kale. I mean, this the kale really, I was a little worried. I was like, I don't know. I did get the pre-cut stuff from Aldi's and like threw it in and it yeah. wilted perfectly. It okay. was really nice. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, this is great. Um, You know, it's pretty pantry friendly. I found most of the ingredients were things that I would have like 
easily found at the store or maybe had an extra can in the pantry. So that mm-hmm. I love that about this soup. And you could easily, I think, make this without a lot of extra shopping. Yeah. Which yeah. I thought was really fun. So even if you don't do a freezer meal, I mean, this just might be something to just make, you know? I, I agree. And, you know, you see a lot of these, like, butternut squash soups and things at this time mm-hmm. of year. This could be, if you like that, this could be just, like, something a little new. Because I think this sweet potato with the peanuts and the little spice, I mean, it kind of freshened up Shakes that up, whole... Yeah. Yeah. That whole genre of the, those kind of, like, creamy orange soup like squash soups right yeah yeah squash mm-hmm. sweet potato soup and i think one last thing i'll say about this soup before we um, wrap it up here is i think if you're a person who's cooking for kids like you betsy and you wanted to um definitely leave the jalapenos out but what i might do is then, like squirt a nice like a healthy squirt of sriracha into this mm-hmm. and i think that would be fantastic um yeah. for the adults at the table because it really does i love the i love the little bit of spice in there i thought it was really nice so for what it's worth. This recipe was, I was going to say four out of five, but I'm really thinking this is like a solid win for me. So I'm going to go five out of five for this mm. soup because I really loved it and I'm definitely going to make it again. That's fun. I'm going four out of five for this. Also mm. very good. Um, I think I'm going to try it again, maybe with the spice, maybe, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Kate, what was your winner on the week? Winner for me, well, it was the soup. I really liked it. Spicy, creamy. Mm-hmm. Love the peanuts. So good. Getting all the notes. I'm going to go with the beef and broccoli stir fry. Mm. Everyone just ate that up and um, I was surprised. If any of these recipes sound good, if you would like a freezer meatloaf cupcake, make sure to check out our show notes and grocery list at dinnersisters.com. There you'll find links to all the recipes, any tips or techniques we talked about, And also, by the way, if you want to chat more with us, you can always ask to join our Dinner Sisters Facebook group. We are at Dinner Sisters Podcast. Put that in a little search bar for Facebook and you can find us and you can come join the party. Yes, Kate. And we also want to mention if you're enjoying the podcast and you want to share it with a friend or relative, we would really appreciate that. Yes, that's how people get to know podcasts. It is, it is. And um, you can text text an episode. Kate and I text episodes to each other back and forth oh, yeah. all the time of different podcasts. Yeah, we'll, so. have to, we'll have to put little notes on how to do that. But I text people podcasts constantly. Yes. It's, it's almost an issue. <laughs> <laughs> all right, today before we head to the smorgasbord, we're taking a break. All right, so today in the smorgasbord, we're going to talk about last-minute dinner hacks that don't involve ordering takeout. Yes, or freezer meals, for that matter. Or freezer meals, we cover those. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So we've said it before, and I'll say it again. Ordering takeout, by the way, is not admitting defeat or frozen pizza, for that matter. You've gotten dinner on the table and gold star for you. Mm -hmm. Definitely. But sometimes you're like, I can't can't even do takeout. I just want something that's homemade, but you can't muster up the energy. And so that's what we're talking about today. Things that we might keep as staples around the house just so we can make those dinners that are not like what I think sometimes you read in food magazines are like, I just keep pre-cooked farro around the house. It's just so nice for an unpromptu grain bowl. Uh Uh-huh. Cool. (laughs) My last minute dinner is not going to be a crazy grain bowl, you person who has lost touch with reality. Right. (laughs) Yeah. 
So, Betsy, what is your, as they say um, in infomercials, what is one your secret trick? All right. So I've got two I'm going to share here. Nice. One I've talked about before, which is something I've called in my family Alpine pasta, which is named. <laughs> I love this one. <laughs> yeah. This has come up before. Uh, which is named after the Alpine vegetable blend that you can get at Publix, which is frozen cauliflower and broccoli. What I do is I take some just spaghetti out of the box or really any other pasta you have, boil that, last like, you know, five minutes or so. I dump that whole bag of Alpine pasta blend into the pasta. So now nice. that's cooking in the pasta water. The whole thing cooks for another five minutes or so. So your pasta's done. Your, you know, broccoli and cauliflower is getting done. Everything has to come back up to a boil, obviously. I mean, this is not rocket science. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then <laughs> you dump that whole thing into, you know, drain it into the colander. And then I put that into like a serving dish or right on people's plates. And then we... <laughs> I mean, usually we're serving right out of the colander. If we're having alpine pasta, yeah. this is like the bags <laughs> Things, of shredded cheddar yeah. are out and mm-hmm. we're just doing it. <laughs> um, so, yes, alpine pasta generally gets topped with butter, the cheese of your choice from the cheese bin. Ooh. And there we go. Nice. Yeah. But I do like it because um, everything gets done in the one boiling pot. We've got a little veggies. Everyone Not for likes nothing. pasta in my house. I mean, you know. Nothing bad to say about that. Yeah. So my second one is um, from our mom. Again, she's making quite – Yeah, quite Joanna, shout out to our mom. So she used to make something and probably still does make something called a 10 o'clock sandwich. Oh, This, which is these. just oh, comfort food for both of us, I think. Um, and it's just frying up in a saute pan a whole bunch of um, – onions till they're kind of brown diced onions diced onions till they're kind of brown and then you crack your eggs in there and scramble some eggs up and then you have two thick slices of toast heavily buttered heavily buttered is extremely key in this situation yeah yeah you want these to be really buttery pieces of toast and then you layer you know like sandwich that brown oh my gosh egg scrambled egg goodness in between these two buttery pieces of toast preferably cut into triangles mm, i was just gonna say <laughs> right it's <laughs> a very specific way to cut this <laughs> it is and you got yourself a 10 o'clock sandwich oh. um we were just saying we have no idea why she called it that but maybe because you like get home from going out and you make yourself a 10 o'clock sandwich at 10 o'clock at night I don't know, or like a mid-morning 10 o'clock. I'm not really mm. sure. But this whole thing is hinged on like super buttery pieces of toast, diced onions, scrambled eggs. It's delicious. I want one right now. And it's I've so already filling. had dinner and I want one right now. Mm-hmm. Mm. Love it. All right. What's yours? Okay. So mine is not as nostalgic, but I make this a lot. And it is one of those things that if you've got eggs in the pantry and a couple pantry items, you're good to go. And it's egg drop soup. So mm. it's for me, it's just a couple cups of water with a healthy spoonful of chicken better than bouillon Mm -hmm. like this is not this is like desperation meal right yeah um you bring that to a little bit of a simmer maybe put some cornstarch in there to thicken it up a little bit Mm -hmm. so you take like a little bit of cornstarch and some water and then pour that into the soup just thicken it up maybe a slice of ginger if i've got it rolling around in the bottom of the produce drawer Mm -hmm. and then what you do is you crack a couple eggs in there 
and you stir it around as it's simmering until the eggs are cooked, pour it in the biggest bowl you can get, and dinner is done. It's basically eggs and broth. Yeah, I don't ever do this, Kate, and I should because I love egg drop soup. It is, <laughs> it is so delicious. It is really cheap. I used to make it when I was dirt poor when I first started teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's super good. And it's there's it's just very comforting. The same way the 10 o'clock sandwich is and the same way a nice bowl of pasta is. So yeah. I would yeah. highly recommend it. So we thought we'd finish up with some kind of past episode quick meals. And one of my favorites was the non-pizza. We made a barbecue yes, chicken the non-pizza. Buffalo, the barbecue chicken non- oh. mm-hmm. And it was just you know, non barbecue sauce, some rotisserie chicken, and a little sprinkle of cheese. Maybe some red onions if you're feeling fancy. Maybe a that little goes, cilantro if you got it knocking cilantro. around. Mm-hmm. And that just goes in the oven for a couple minutes, and and you've got dinner, and it's it's just, it was surprisingly delicious. We all said those non pizzas really, yeah. if they're not in your rotation already, you might consider it. I was super excited because I bought a big package of naan when I made these. And I was like, I don't know. I mean, how often will I make these? And then I was like squirreling the naan away for like special treats because it was so mm-hmm. just delicious. It was yeah. really good. My favorite fast dinner from our episodes is the pork and peanut dragon noodles from Budget Bites. Mm-hmm. James loves this one. And it's pretty easy. It's ground, browned, say that five times fast, browned <laughs> ground pork some hot pepper flakes, soy sauce, and a bunch of chopped peanuts all mixed into some Chinese egg noodles. So it's fast. It's satisfying. Oh, there's a little bit of heat, you know, with that hot red pepper Mm -hmm, flakes. mm -hmm. And um, it's just a really nice thing to make at the end of a long day. And if you have a fast dinner, definitely let us know. We'd love to hear from you either at um, our website, you know, at our Facebook page, or you can shoot us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com. All right, Kay, coming up next week, what do we have? Well, Betsy, we're all about fall, which I know Mm -hmm. it's not for you yet. But it's getting there. It's getting there. It's getting there. So we're going to talk about root vegetables. So we've got a pot pie coming up that sounds super delicious. I know. And more soups. We're like hitting the soups. (laughs) We are hitting the soups a little hard. (laughs) All right. So that's what's for dinner this week. See you next time on The Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you. Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? Subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com for show notes and other fun stuff. If you've got some dinner ideas, shoot us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com. That's where we got this freezer meal idea after all. Lastly, like Betsy said before, if you like our podcast, would you tell a friend? That's how people get to know podcasts. And we'd love for you to share this with someone that you think would be interested. Thanks and happy eating. 